Booker Tov, good morning everyone. Uh, continuing in Simon Kuflam and Bez, 132, the Ramah tells us, the We know, uh, it's a common tradition, after we finish davening, towards the end of our davening, we recite Aleinu. And we should recite it standing up. And the Ramah tells us, It's very important. We should recite it with Kavana, uh, with paying attention. We should have focus on it. Now, the backstory of Aleinu, um, we're taught that Yoshua ben Nun uh, was the composer of Aleinu after the successful siege of Yericho. And it's my understanding that Aleinu is, is ori- it's originally sourced, if, if you recall, it's in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah. That's the original and the primary source of Aleinu. And I think it's a much more recent tradition is that we've borrowed it and now we put it at the end of our davening. Aleinu is some, somewhat of like a national anthem of sorts. If you read it um, carefully, you'll see it's, it's, uh, it talks about Judaism at, at its core and, and a certain national pride. Um, so it was amended. Uh, I'm not sure when. I mean, the Ramah is already the one who, who discusses reciting Aleinu. I think it's brought in the Torah as well, if I recall correctly. So it it goes back a, a quite a long way, but um, but again, it's originally part of the Musaf Rosh Hashanah and, and the halachas we recite Aleinu uh, after Shachris. Now, the Mishabura brings that the Arizal, uh, Kabbalist, the, the, the Kabbalistic uh, you know leader of the Jewish people in the in the in the sixteenth century, so he wrote Shiomru Achar Kol Hashal Shtfilos Vechinogin Seno that the, that we recite Aleinu after every one of our three Tfilas, and that seems to be the common tradition. The Shabura says that in the big cities where they daven Mincha Marev back to back, um, so then they would they would not recite Aleinu after Mincha and, and would only recite it one time after Marev. I don't think that's what most communities do, but I have seen that done, especially I think in Sephardic communities when they daven Mincha Marev back to back. They actually don't recite Aleinu uh, after Mincha and they'll only recite it after Marev. I've seen that happen, but there are different um, different traditions. Now, there are different girsos, there are different texts for uh, for Aleinu. The Mishabura tells us, in each we shouldn't change. If your community has a different nusach, a different text to Aleinu, you should keep that tradition. Excuse me. He says that every one of these different nuschos, every one of these different texts, these different versions of Aleinu uh, has a foundation, and uh, and we should recite it. Now the Mishnah tells us, when we recite Aleinu, we should recite it with ema yira, with fear and trepidation. All the heavenly hosts here, when we go ahead, uh, and when when Klal Yisrael recites Aleinu, God, as it were, stands with his heavenly court, I guess, and everyone responds, praiseworthy is the nation that's like this. Um, so again, obviously, Aleinu is, is very central. The Mishnah Bura tells us, we res- well, it's really the Ramah, that we should bow when we say Vanachnu Korim. Um, that's, that's the given tradition. Um, now, the Ramah continues that after Aleinu, we recite a Kaddish. Now, there are a lot of Kaddishes that we recite towards the end of davening, and we'll talk about that, uh, you know, maybe in a, in a future class. But specifically, the Aleinu that's after Kaddish, that actually was instituted uh, a long time ago as part of the davening. And the idea of that is, is it's, that's called Kaddish Yasam. That Kaddish was instituted for someone who is, uh, who is a mourner, who is a, an orphan, uh, should recite that Kaddish. Uh, it was originally instituted, and we'll talk about a little, a little bit about this uh, in, in a little bit. It was originally instituted for uh, 
for for ketanim for youngsters. Really, ideally, we know a mourner should be should be davening for the Ahmed if they can. But oftentimes, you had little children, especially back in in, in European times. People you had young orphans were were commonplace. People died young and left over mourners, uh, orphans who weren't necessarily capable and able to daven. All, yeah, and be the chazan for all of tefillah. So Kanish, this specific Kanish was instituted um, for those ketanim, these youngsters, Meshavru says even gedolim, who are, let's say, not so familiar or so comfortable davening for the Ahmed for being the chazan the whole time. So that Kanish was specifically instituted uh, for them to recite um, for their, uh, in memory of, of their parents. And, and that's why it's called Kanish Yasam. Um, the laws of how we recite that Kaddish that are somewhat intricate, uh, not super relevant nowadays. Nowadays, the tradition is, is we just have everyone who's a mourner will recite Kaddish together, but it seems that not so long ago, uh, maybe a hundred years ago, not, not even, certainly in Europe, in, in many communities in Europe, you didn't have everyone reciting the Kaddish together, all the mourners reciting Kaddish together, but rather one person would say Kaddish uh, for everyone. And and the Be'er Halacha actually has quite a, a lengthy essay, The Laws of Kadimus, who gets to recite that Kaddish. Um, there's a, a certain priority list of who goes first and who has the the right and the, the higher, higher up in the pecking order to recite that Kaddish. But it seems that nowadays the, the common, the prevailing tradition is that everyone kind of recites it together. Everyone have a wonderful day.